0: Are you ready for the chase? Are you ready for the ride of your life? Cause I'm about to give you a shine. So you better treat me right.
1: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak, from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net, and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. We are on location once again at the Winter NAMM Show 2018 in Anaheim, California, specifically at the Convention Center and at the TASCAM booth. My thanks to them for having NHTE out two years in a row to the Winter NAMM Show, and my thanks to TASCAM for their continued support of Now here This Entertainment, and my thanks to our featured guest today. She is from right here in the Los Angeles area, just about an hour north of here. Singer, songwriter, guitarist, actress, and comedian Chandler Juliet.
2: Hi. Thanks so much for having me.
1: You, Thank you Thanks for being here. Didn't have to travel far to get here.
2: Not too far. Traffic was was not bad. Pretty, pretty normal for L.A., but yeah, quick trip. I, I was <laughs> about to
1: say, is this your first NAM show, but I'm going to get carried away and we're going to go too far. So before we go any further, <laughs> tell the listeners about the song of yours that we were just playing called Speechless. Yes,
2: Speechless. That was a really fun one to write and make. Um, I kind of took on this empowerous character and... Uh, yeah, it's meant to be pretty empowering and, and fun, so I hope you guys like that. <laughs> well, I was talking
1: over it uh, in the intro, so just give the, li- the listeners some insight as to what the song is actually about.
2: Um, speechless is about this woman, this all-powerful woman, who uh, I think she's a little bit mysterious, and she's just talking to someone and, and telling them that she's going to make them speechless and, and plays this character that just is empowered and fully in control. And you can definitely hear that in the lyrics and in the production, I think. I think we did a good job on that one.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you wrote it by yourself or you did?
2: Well, yes, I wrote it and then Dean Denning and I uh, produced it.
1: Okay, okay. And and is that... um are you someone that typically writes by yourself, or how, what's your what's your typical workflow?
2: It's uh, all over the place, really. I remember when I first started writing songs, it was completely solo, completely by myself. And then I started doing co-writes a couple of years ago with different producers. And I, I think that co-writing is such an interesting way to get a completely new product you never would have you never would have gotten without the other person. You know, it's really collaborative and and nice. I still write sometimes by myself and. Uh, I just noticed I get completely different music when it's just by myself. It's very folk pop and very... Um, it's more for me. I think that's just my way of processing my experiences through life. And it's like a cathartic experience for me. And sometimes it makes it into the stuff I release and sometimes not. So. But I'm
1: interested to hear the way that you talked about going and then working with someone else. Because when it is something that you've experienced personally, someone's going to bring something different to it. Mm-hmm. But... My personal feeling would be that you would kind of look at them and say, well, wait a minute, you didn't experience this. So how could you try to I don't want to say step on what I've written, but
2: so interesting. When I co-write with someone, I always we always spend at least an hour just chatting, gabbing. I go, You know, I really want to write this song about this feeling about about this boy or whatever, you know, whatever the, the thing is that's on my mind. Like, I want to write about this human behavioral trait and then we'll talk about it for a long time and catch up. And I think that that sets a really good tone. And sometimes I'll say, like, I want to include this kind of thing in the story. And they'll kind of either agree or be like, eh, you know, we'll get to a, a, a common goal first and then we'll start it's, Yeah, it's a
1: healthy give and take.
2: Right, totally.
1: So Speechless was a single off of your ep yes and it was nominated for three 2017 indie music channel awards and took home the award for best indie pop recording
2: yes (laughs) yes that was a fun night at the troubadour yeah it was a really exciting night for us at the studio and a music video was made for speechless yes and you can find that on my youtube channel youtube.com slash chandler juliet it's called speechless
1: and uh what will the listeners see in that video? Because I, I know that you are very, very much into the creative of your videos.
2: Yes. Okay. So the whole theme of seven minutes in heaven has this overall theme of illusion. That's why I kind of always include mirrors and disco balls and smoke and mirrors. And a lot of my visuals, because, um, the theme of a lot of the songs in the EP is illusions and, uh, thinking you know something and, thinking everything's perfect and it's not and, and c- coming back down from that reality, coming back down from that heaven, so to speak. Um, it's very esoteric, but uh, yes. So I, in the video for Speechless, I really wanted to have a lot of mirrors and smoke and and am I really there? Am I not? Who, kn- who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was a fun video to make.
1: How long did it take to make it? Where did you make it? How, how involved was the crew for it. I mean, you're, as I said in the intro, you're also an actress. I I, am kind of wondering, you know, from the chicken and egg category, what came first? Because is it the fact that you are also an actress that influences you to want your videos to be so involved instead of just kind of, you know, stand in front of the camera and a lot of questions, but I will get (laughs) to all of them. Well,
2: okay. How do we make the video? We made the video in one day. I partnered with some with some um, a film crew that was still in school, the LA Film School, and met with them and told them my idea for the video and they were all about it and um, we planned a day to shoot it at a photo studio, um, uh, like a warehouse studio in downtown LA and then Borrowed mirrors from <laughs> friends, family, <laughs> producers, you know, to, to make it cool. We got this huge throne from my recording studio, and I sat. It It was a really fun video to make. Now, as for the filmmaking process, I just graduated from film school uh, for a degree in media management. Okay. But it was about film, and I'm very passionate about film and acting and all expressions of art and storytelling, really. And um, it's funny that you asked about which came first, acting or music. I'm born of two professional musicians, so I was born with, you know, a piano, a violin in my hand, and I've always been singing myself to sleep, but I always thought I was going to be an actress first. I want to be, you know, in movies and TV, and, (laughs) you know, that was my dream to um, be in a sitcom. When I was just a little girl, I'd watch TV and be like, Mom, I want to do that. I want to be a comedic actress, but um, I think somewhere along the way, I decided that songwriting and uh, performing is really... Is, is a passion that has taken the front burner for now. And I'm still acting, I'm still doing commercials, and um, I want to get more into theatrical television and, and film and doing projects with friends and stuff because I'm so passionate about it. But um, music is taken off quick, so I'm, I'm tending to that baby for now.
1: <laughs> but it also gives you the opportunity to get the best of both worlds because yes, you can exactly. r- write original music and then make a video for it. And everything exactly. from listeners, she, she I, I want to make sure I emphasize how involved Chandler is in the video process. Writing, producing, casting the actors, hiring the production team and the band, even the editing room, Yes, you're involved in all phases of it. Yes,
2: yeah, definitely. And it's, so
1: is that because it's a passion of yours, or is it because, no, this is my music video, and I want to make sure that it comes out with the vision that I have? It's
2: definitely both. I, I'm very careful about what... Every, how everything is laid out and presented and branded and I'm, I'm very very conscious of that but i also love it i i get excited when something's not right i speak my mind and when something's not really aligning with that vision i i speak up and sometimes <laughs> you know i've had heads with my collaborators but and of course it is a collaborative process but i'm incredibly passionate about filmmaking and and um all of it you know all all uh, all facets of being a performer and I always say as an artist you're not just an artist a singer songwriter you're an actress a model a manager a graphic designer a social media manager you're like you have to wear so many different hats and yeah it's a skill that you know to be able to switch quickly is a skill that I'm still practicing
1: (laughs) now do you also get involved in the Audio production of your recordings Or is it just the video side Where you're actually in there with the editing
2: um, In the past it's been um, it's, it, it's always a very collaborative process In the studio too I, I always Have musical ideas And, and with my collaborators Dean Dinning, Jake Williams and Michael Blue For these past few fa- Past batch of songs we've made It was very collaborative and I'm so grateful I had that experience with such collaborative producers Because it's not always like that but now I'm at a point where I really want to learn how to produce and produce my own stuff. And I have, I've had the programs for so long. I just want to start practicing. And and I and I collaborate with many DJs all over the world. Um, I just had a song with a German duo called Major Sound come out, and it's doing very well on Spotify. Wow. It had a, it's on the Sp- uh, Spotify Spain Viral 50 chart right now, wow. number 35. Oh my gosh, we feel so happy about that. <laughs> but I was going to say that I record my own vocals at home and I vocal produce my myself. So
1: Okay, and so I started to get carried away at the beginning and I put the <laughs> brakes on, so I'll go back to it. So is this your first NAM show?
2: No, this is my third year.
1: Okay, and so uh, what brings you here? What are you looking to accomplish?
2: Well, um, I my first year here, I started some relationships with some of my favorite brands and I uh, actually locked down some brand partnerships and endorsement deals in my first year here I was very very spunky 19 year old just like walking (laughs) up hi I want to be represented by you I use your gear I want to partner with you and I guess they liked that spunkiness so um it you know I started a relationship with some of the bigger brands it's just an introduction and um seeing where where the relationship goes and seeing how how my career builds over time and seeing how I can help a brand you know in the same way or in a symbiotic way because they've helped me with my career by providing awesome gear. And I believe
1: gear. that this year you're performing?
2: I performed on Thursday night at the Sheridan Hotel Okay, okay. with my band. It was awesome. <laughs> so
1: it's kind of continuing to nurture the relationships that you formed in year one and obviously looking out for other opportunities as well.
2: Yes, yeah, definitely. So
1: then I should also ask, it's fitting since we are at Nam, and I always forget to ask this question of my guests, but since we talked about things like, audio and video editing, what are your software programs of choice?
2: Okay, well for audio I have Logic, I have Pro Tools, Um, I think I'm pretty comfortable with Logic. Pro Tools is a little bit more of the standard but not as user-friendly, but I'm trying to learn both. As for editing programs, for editing my little teaser videos that I post on Instagram or my YouTube videos, that's a whole... YouTubers are full filmmakers too, they're there for all Beginning, middle, and end of the process. Um, Editing, I use Final Cut Pro 7. And it's an old program, but I know how to use it. And Premiere Pro as well.
1: Okay. Well, you also mentioned a couple names in there that I want to go back to so that the listeners know a little bit more about who this is you're working with. And then I always want to know how the guests that I'm interviewing are getting these opportunities to work with people that are as accomplished as the two individuals that I'm about to talk about. One of them is producer-songwriter Dean Dinning, who you mentioned. uh, He's worked with Toad the Wet Sprocket, among others. And you're also working with Michael Blue, who's worked with Colby Calais, One Republic, Five for Fighting. This is at uh, Revolver Recordings in Thousand Oaks, California. How did you get the opportunity to work with two such accomplished individuals? I ask myself this all the time. <laughs> Some, that's I, that's what I feel like the music industry is like.
2: Sometimes it's like, man, I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, a miracle happens, and you're like, oh my God, yes! And then uh, you know, back to the nitty gritty, and then another miracle will happen, and it's that that um, up and down roller coaster that we're all addicted to. Um, I am met Dean at a birthday party for an entertainment lawyer um i was working with at the time and it was his birthday and he wanted to introduce me to dean and uh dean and i hit it off right away we're very similar personalities we're very like excited excitable people so we met and we're like yeah let's get in the studio let's write a couple songs together and i just played him a bunch of my songs and you know dean is in a very successful band really big in the 90s toad the wet sprocket But he's also a singer, he's also a songwriter and producer on the side, and he's working with developing acts, and when he met me, he kind of wanted to take me under his wing and develop me as an artist, so he started with three songs, working out of Revolver Recordings, Revolver Recordings in Thousand Oaks, and Michael Blue owns that studio. So our idea was, let's work on some songs, let's see what Michael thinks about them, maybe he'll want to get on the project, and... He essentially executive produced it and gave us tips and mixed and mastered here and there. And then we got Jake Williams on the project and he was our audio engineer at first, but then he got very involved in the production of the songs as well. And we, we walked away with four, four songs. And then the other three were made with other, with other production teams that also stemmed from Revolver Recording. So I feel like once you find a good group I always tell my friends when I'm, I'm getting excited because um, the good people eventually all find each other. <laughs> In the beginning, I was like, "Oh man, how am I going to find people with the same level of passion and integrity as me? It's going to take so long." But little bursts of people are finding each other, and it's it, it feels good to find bursts that keep leading to other bursts. That's of, exciting. Of good That's people. exciting.
1: And, and this is one of those moments where I tell the listeners that if this were a video podcast, you would see the excitement on Chandler's face (laughs) as she's talking. She has this real excited smile about her. In the meantime, do check her out online. Her website is ChandlerJuliet.com. Of course, we will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. She is on social media, of course. You can find Chandler on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Keep up with her online to see where and when you can see her perform live for this show. You can find us on all those same social media platforms. Just start at nhte.net, and there are icons that you can click on there to find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated Giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is I heard about someone who gets themselves booked and then doesn't hesitate to entertain a second booking option for the same night. This person then picks the better paying gig and calls someone else to take the other one for him. The feeling is I expand my network almost to the point of looking like a booking agent and I get the better paying gigs. But in reality, once other performers find out what you're up to, it's not well-received. Always be above board, ethical, open, honest, and don't try, at the risk of using too strong a word here, cutthroat moves. You might think it's shrewd, but others might think it's rude. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's
0: Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for
1: helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Chandler, you were mentioning before that you had parents that... It was probably going to be a foregone conclusion that you were going to end up in music. Um, I I think it's neat that it's said that you grew up running around the halls of L.A.'s top recording studios.
2: Yes, my parents are such passionate musicians. And I remember when I was a little kid, I went, I don't want to do this freelance thing. Like, that's that's mom and dad's thing. I'll probably find something secure. (laughs) But um Music's always been such a huge part of my life that um, I didn't, it was kind of right under my nose. But when I really had to think, I think it was right after I graduated high school, I was 17, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm like, dude, I'm just going to do what I love. <laughs> what else would I do? Um, and I'm really glad that I made the decision to be an artist. I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made.
1: So piano, violin, cello, and clarinet lessons as a child, yeah. <laughs> and then you're yes. self-taught on guitar.
2: Yeah. I should get a couple guitar lessons, I think, but um, <laughs> I can support myself pretty well. I can write, and uh, yeah, my parents put me on the map musically. They gave me lessons and whatever I wanted, but I got so bored. I, got, I was like, eh, I don't want to do clarinet anymore. I don't want to do violin anymore, but I got stuck on cello for eight or nine years. I, I think that it was, um, I don't know, it must have resonated with me somehow since it's a deeper tone, and I have such a deep woman voice, <laughs> maybe I connected with it that way. But yeah. But but
1: you stuck with only guitar, or will you still play, say, maybe piano or, or cello?
2: Piano, I still write here and there on piano. I want to hone my skills in piano, and uh, I've had this idea of incorporating cello into some of my future recordings, so we'll see how that goes.
1: So talk about, um, in 2015, you released your debut EP called Loud Heart, and the yeah. c- CD release party for it sold out the legendary Hollywood venue Bordner's so for openers, how in the world did you pull that off? Um, but secondly, <laughs> uh, so so what did you play that night? Just guitar or, you know, what, did you have others on stage performing with you? Did you perform solo?
2: Yes, I had a backing band for that gig. My favorite shows are the ones where I have a backing band supporting me because my dream is to be uh, a big pop performer selling out arenas. And it's very ambitious, but of that's course, what I want to do. And I, I want the bigger, the better, in my opinion. And I, I love playing by myself, too, but... Um, I like having people behind me. So for that show, I was in charge of the booking for the entire show. I, I was friends with the person who booked that night at Bordner's and told him I had an EP coming out and I wanted to do a release party. So I invited um, some friends out and uh, booked all female acts wow. to open for me. And it was kind of like a themed night. So every time you have a show, like you got to make it an event. So it's like all female fronted acts, Chandler's release party come out for some pizza it's gonna be fun and then yeah we had like 200 people come out sold out the venue yeah it was great
1: outstanding so I mentioned before that for those that are listening to this episode they should keep up with you online to see where and when they can go see you perform live so does it vary on what the show is in terms of whether is it a... There are times, I'm sure, when it's a solo chandler Juliet show as opposed to having a band with you?
2: Yeah, sometimes it'll be just me and a guitar player, but I, my goal is to do full band shows this year. I want to really... I can, I can adapt, and we can always strip things down, but I think I, I really like doing the bigger, bigger shows with a full band behind me.
1: So getting back to that release party where you are able to sell out the venue... Was that entirely your people or was your strategy, like you said, I'm going to get female acts to open up for me so that they'll bring people in as well? I'm thinking um, Joshua Rich. I interviewed him. He's a musician up in Washington, D.C., and he talked about um, a songwriters association there that he said, you know, I don't necessarily collaborate on songwriting with them, but I'll pull in other members to do a show. That way you don't have to fill the place yourself
2: yeah yeah that's a really smart thing to do and i was friends with a lot of them so i'm sure like a lot of our our guests were mutual friends of all all of the women opening for the night but um yeah i think that that's exactly what it was we we all pulled in a good amount of people so together it was a really fun event
1: now you're in a great area for music because you have gotten to play at two very hallowed halls uh the viper room and the whiskey a go-go
2: yeah, and the Troubadour is actually my favorite venue that I performed at in L.A. My Troubadour show that was in um, March of last year—I'm more excited about that one. Well, that I one was going to get to that oh, one. Oh, sorry, I jumped you know, the gun. <laughs> we don't,
1: we don't, we don't necessarily have to market explicit on iTunes, I don't think. However, no, no, no. Um, It is said that you singled out a gentleman for a public seduction at that performance. Oh my God! What in the, wor- what in the world? Did that was that just entail? one,
2: one review, and <laughs> what, what? What was it? What That's was it? embarrassing. Okay, (laughs) I have a song called First Move, and it's basically saying, like, uh, I wrote it a long time ago, but I still play it because it's so fun to perform. Every time I perform it live, I point to one <laughs> unlucky gentleman in the audience and I kind of do this sort of thing and <laughs> and pull him towards me and everyone looks at him like oh my god does she know him what's going on and then and I sing not, the whole song right? it's
1: not it's not set up it's you just pick no. someone out of the crowd
2: yeah I mean I usually know some of the people in the crowd and but but um Yeah. And I just sing the entire song to them like, come on, like, I'm not going to make the first move. Are you? And it's it's kind of the 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 character I play for that song. And it's always a crowd pleaser because I feel like audiences love to be involved. They love it. So um that's a fun one. <laughs>
1: but I'm interested that you started to say, "Oh gosh, that was one review." So someone reviewed the Troubadour show that yeah, you did. Yeah, that's where that
2: that's where that quote came from. Yeah.
1: But does that happen routinely or did you invite members of the press to come and see How did you how did someone write a review of the show? I think it
2: was Facebook friends with the guy and I said, "Oh yeah, do you want to come out and write a review?" <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. I feel like in the beginning you have to just use all your connections to your benefit. And then sometimes they happen on their own.
1: Well, and I asked that question because we do get a lot of listeners to the show every week who are themselves up-and-comers that are trying to learn lessons from the guests. So I was yeah. interested to hear how you got a member of the press to come out, unless, like I said, he or she came out on their own. Um, but you're also... Am I getting this right? You're working on a college tour on the East Coast?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's a goal. I think I'm going to look more into that this year. It's going to be a big performance year for me. Now that I I just finished college like a month ago, so I wasn't able to do a college tour when I was in college. But now that I'm free, I can maybe go. I think the East Coast is a way smarter way to tour because all the cities are right next to each other. California is one state on the (laughs) West Coast, and there's like maybe four cities to hit maybe five so yeah I'm gonna try to partner with the college booking company and uh, I finally have a band that I just love and uh, loves my music and so this
1: would be a tour with a band it's not you're not talking about going out solo
2: it would be probably a three-piece including me so a drummer and a keys slash guitar player So, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you can go down the East Coast and end up telling people I played in six different states, or you can go down the coast of California California and say (laughs) I was in California the whole time, even though I did the same number of shows. Yes,
2: exactly. So uh, you have seven
1: actress credits on IMDb already? I do. (laughs) Wow. Um,
2: Like I said, I think acting has gone a little bit on the back burner, which is, I think, something that's going to change this year now that I have full time to dedicate to my passions. And I'm so, I don't think I even realized how much being in school held me back just on a time stance. Now I'm not saying quit school guys, but (laughs) now I, I really wanted to uh, make my parents happy with that. They said, you can do whatever you want. Follow your dreams. We believe in you. We love you. Just get a degree first. And I'm like, okay. So throughout college, I, all of this stuff we're talking about happened while I was in school. And I always thought like, Oh yeah, I'm getting a degree, but I'm chasing my dream. But now that I've been out of school for a month, something has just opened up, cosmically, and I just feel this huge difference. And I'm actually putting a hundred percent of my time and energy into it, so I well, think it's going to y- change. And you're
1: doing something right in in, the, in that whole acting and film effort because your YouTube videos get between twenty and thirty-five thousand views. Are you are you getting? Uh, more and more adept at how to get better reach on YouTube?
2: Yes, I have a lot of content that's coming out soon. I have a new single coming out on February 9th called Coming Down. I think we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and a music video to follow and a behind-the-scenes video. And I have a whole content calendar planned out for my YouTube video. YouTube is such a powerful resource for musicians or artists in general. So, But content is key. You have to consistently put out videos so yes now i have more time to do that as well (laughs) (laughs) it's only the first month of the year i can't believe it went so fast but we're already here at nam show and next week it'll be on next thursday it'll be february can you believe it
1: indeed so even though we played one of your songs at the beginning and we're going to play in another one in its entirety at the end, just describe, because, again, this show has gotten listeners from 132 countries around the world and there's people that are just learning about you for the first time. Yeah. So just kind of describe to the listeners, you know, what you feel your sound is, your genre.
2: Ooh. Okay. Well... Well, you brought up Loudheart. You, you guys did your research. I'm so impressed. <laughs> um, Loudheart was more folk pop. It was very much like Colby Calais. That's why I thought it was so funny that Michael and I got connected. I'm like, oh, my God. Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> but I have started to get a little bit more into electropop, and um, background vocal arrangements are my favorite thing to do in the studio. And a lot of people say I sound like Sade which I think is a huge compliment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say my sound is electropop and it's like slow, jazzy, kinda sexy pop <laughs> pop music. <laughs> um, and I know I, I sound super bubbly and I definitely, definitely am. Um, this batch of songs kind of has a little bit of a dark feel. My mom keeps saying, your songs are too dark. Um, <laughs> I think that especially this next song coming down, I wrote in a place in my life where I was coming out of a dark time and um, can I talk about that song now
1: sure okay coming <laughs> okay, down
2: so okay. yeah coming down is um, has a song all about addiction and it does sound dark but it's actually meant to be empowering because everyone everyone knows what it feels like to be addicted to something that's bad for you a toxic relationship sugar or whatever <laughs> and to give something up that's bad for you just to take that first step it takes so much strength to say no i'm better than this i don't deserve being treated this way for me it was a toxic relationship i i I was stuck in a very (laughs) bad (laughs) situation and i took the first step and after that everything opened up for me and i wrote i wrote coming down right after that so it's meant to be empowering uh because once you take that first step, everything changes. So I was
1: going to ask you: Does does writing the song and does that kind of give you some sense of closure? Yes,
2: so much. Yes, it helps me so much. That's what I'm saying. Songwriting is, from first and foremost, my therapy, um, and it's even better when it's something that sounds good enough to put out into the world for my business side of my career.
1: And so, will coming down be on the EP?
2: Yes. It's the first, oh, uh, Speechless is the first single, and then this song coming down comes out in two weeks. And the, EP, the
1: EP will be out when? How many songs?
2: I'm probably going to put it out in the summer. I have uh, seven songs. It's seven songs, seven minutes in heaven, and um, Speechless came out pretty early last year, and there were some hiccups in finishing it. I had to focus on college and get through finals, and now that it, I'm... I'm giving you guys how the sausage is made, I realize, but i um, okay. really excited that um, I'm a free lady and have a free schedule and we're going to release a song at a time and a video to follow and the EP will probably be out before summer.
1: So then with college being done, with the EP coming out, these plans for an East Coast college tour this year, it sounds to me like there won't be any room to say have a I don't want to say Monday through Friday nine to five but even a part-time job because if you're going to go out on the road uh, it sounds to me like you're aiming to make music your full-time career you know pretty much now Yep, I'm looking at my watch listeners tell (laughs) me about it
2: uh yes um and some people say you have to save up to tour and stuff I I have to do a lot more research the only touring experience I have is in a little circuit I did in Tennessee I just took a leap of faith and went out there and booked shows and reached out to acts out there and booked shows out there the same way i did in los angeles and it was totally different you know i've grown up i grew up in los angeles one of the most competitive you say oh it's, it's a great place for music yes it is but every night every single night of the week you're competing with 80 to 300 other events so it can be really challenging to get people to come out and you know, th- this pre-sale game in Los Angeles, pay-to-play, it's just yep. a joke. Yep. And um, it's not like that in, in Nashville, but I can sort of see how... I, I can see the difficulty it is to bring people out. I feel like as soon as you get out of Los Angeles or Nashville, these these music cities, it's probably a lot easier to to bring people out because they don't have music in their towns. They're like, oh, someone's coming into town, you know? So, But I don't know. I've never... I didn't grow up in a small town. I have no idea what it's like. Well, but,
1: but how did you get to perform at places like the Viper Room, Whiskey A Go-Go, and the Troubadour?
2: Um, there's always an email address on a website. I just do some research. I, I feel like every person I'm, i I want to do this. I within a f- The internet is such a good tool, you guys. <laughs> um, I go to the Viper Room. There's a phone number. Or I'll call. Who does your booking? Just, yeah, just a few minutes of research.
1: Very good. Well... Listeners, uh, Chandler Juliet, look for her new EP. And Chandler, thanks so much for making time for this today.
2: My gosh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your show.
1: My pleasure. Listeners, that'll do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to my guest. We didn't even talk about the comedian aspect, but singer, songwriter, guitarist, (laughs) and actress Chandler Juliet. Do visit her official website at ChandlerJuliet.com. Engage with her on social media. That means... Like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Keep up with her online, not only in regards to the new EP, but to see where and when you can see her perform live. For this show, we are on the internet at nhte.net, and there are icons that you can click on there to go to our social media. All the same, as I said for Chandler, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube thanks for listening that will do it for this week's episode of Now Here this entertainment we'll send you out with another song from chandler juliet this is the one she just talked about it's called coming down
0: just a little longer hold on my breath for just a little longer just for one more day just a little longer hey. i'll quit when i'm stronger that's what I would say when you would bring me down Looking back, I don't know how I'd stick up. Just in
1: You stuck around all the way till the end. Thank you. That does mean a lot to me. I just wanted to jump in here long enough to say that if you find value in listening to this episode, episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, plural, that being entertainment value and or educational value, if myself and my guests are giving you information that you can use every week and you want to be a part of our Patreon campaign, I would encourage you, I would welcome you, to go to nhte.net and click on the Patreon button there, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash nhte. There are varying giving levels there. Whatever level that you can afford, I would greatly appreciate it. I don't want you to give at a level that is going to put any strain on you. I simply want you to join the Patreon supporters of this show by doing what you can, by doing what you are moved to, and know that I do sincerely sincerely appreciate it patreon.com slash nhte or nhte.net click on the patreon button thank you ever so much and i'll look forward to talking to you again next week